0: The Tie Cats Audio Network. This is Tie Cats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is Ty Cats today for a Thursday, October the 20th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Louis Butko here with you as the Tie Cats were on the field briefly today for their final walkthrough ahead of tomorrow's huge East Division clash with the Ottawa. Red Blacks, their final home game of the season. Coming up on today's show, we'll hear from Coach O, as we normally do here on Ticats today. We'll hear from Dane Evans, and we'll hear from Jovan Santos Knox as well. Caught up with them after practice today. And as always, you can go to full scrums at Ticats.ca. And also coming up on today's show, we'll check in with the man who will be on the sidelines for the CFL on TSN for tomorrow's broadcast. That of course, Matthew Shinetti. So looking forward to chatting with Matt. Hey, Ticats fans, enter for a chance to win four tickets to Sunday's Forge FC semifinal match at Tim Hortons Field plus a pre-match meet and greet with Ticats players. Go to tycatsca slash Forge contest to enter. You can win four club-level tickets to Sunday's match and an exclusive meet and greet with two-day Adelke, Malik Carney, Mason Bennett, and Lawrence Woods the third. Contest closes at midnight Friday. Go to tycatsca slash Forge Contest to enter now. And as always, best of luck to the boys in orange and gray who are playing in that big semifinal on Sunday. Best of luck to the Ticats. As mentioned, a huge, huge East Division matchup. You already know the details. Ticats got to win one and get a Saskatchewan loss or win both to make the playoffs we have not been discussing what would happen if the Ticats lost both these games against the Red Blacks because we don't want to think about that because uh, why would we want to go into a negative space like that? There's no point. There's no point. We're going to stay positive because that's what we do here on Cats today. All right, let's take a look at the depth chart, how the Ticats will line up against the Red Blacks tomorrow night at Tim Hortons Field. Let's start on the offensive line. It is Tyrone Riley at left tackle, Brandon Revenberg at left guard, Beard at center, Colter Woodmansey at right guard, and Colin Kelly at right tackle. Again, some consistency of the offensive line. Always nice to see. Dane Evans is the starting quarterback. You already knew that. Don Jackson getting the start at running back, and you'll hear the reason why from coach, but uh, West Hill is placed on the one-game injured list with a quad injury. So Don Jackson back in the starting lineup. He'll be backed up by Sean Thomas Erlington. Felix Garangottier is the fullback. And at wide receiver, you got Stephen Dunbar Jr. out wide. Lamar Durant out wide as well. And at slot, Tim White. Wait, don't call him Tim. Call him Himothy White at slot. As well as Tyler Tarnowski and Anthony Johnson. On the D-line, you got Malik Carney starting at the defensive end. Micah Johnson back in the lineup following the uh, birth of his child at nose tackle. Ted Laurent is the starting defensive tackle. And Julian House here. Is at the defensive end position. At linebacker, it's Simone Lawrence, Jovan Santos Knox, and Cam Kelly. And no changes in the secondaries. It's Jamal Roll, Carol Brooks, Tuday at delK Richard Leonard coming off being named a CFL top performer, and Siante Evans at the corner. Seth Small will handle the kicking duties. Dom, Mike Domagala will handle the kickoffs and punting. Gordon White's the long snapper, and Lawrence Woods, the third, will handle the kick return and punt return responsibilities all right that's how the Ticats will line up for more on the uh the move for Donnie J in there over West Hills here's what coach O had to say after practice today
1: yeah well Wes is just banged up uh you know it's uh you know he had a quad contusion and uh it's just kind of slow to heal so you know it is it's uh it's why we have two running backs around you know we feel like we have two starters um and Don you know he did a great job for us and i think it's for the past couple of years we've we've rotated a couple backs in there and so don will be up and he'll do a great job for us to be honest with you it wasn't really addressed with the football team to be honest because these guys have no bearing on what's happened the past seven eight however many years ago um, it was the next game and in order to control you know our own destiny and not look at other scores uh, we had to handle our business there and um you know so I was super proud of everybody and we went out there and found a way to win it's a tough environment to play in they're they're not a good football team they're a great football team and uh, we came out with a win but past that we haven't even really looked behind us We're, we're totally moving forward and what it's enabled us is an opportunity to finally can actually take control of our own situation yeah I think you hit it on the head right there Tim it's you know, they're, they're a team that's in a little bit of transition, but the players have remained relatively the same. Um, you know, they, they, they've they played hard all year from, you know, when looking on tape. Um, but past that, we don't know what they're going to do and, and their mindset of, of the people that are running the organization with Bob, um, you know, at the helm right now. So it does bring us right back to your comment, and that is focusing on ourselves. So that really hasn't been a challenge. Uh, we're always going to prepare for our opponents uh, the best way we know how. Uh, But trying to guess what they may do and and what it might look like, it just it really detracts from our own our own thought process and handling our own business. So from that standpoint, it has been tough. And also, we're on a short week with the travel back. So uh, we'll be ready to go. Well, I think our bond is stronger. Uh, We have a better understanding of who we are and we've just been through more. You know, it's you know, I think we're we're battle tested a little bit. We went through more. Um, that was early in the year. Um, obviously it came down to the last game and we were able to find a way to win that game. But I just think, and then we have a little bit different personnel. I think our identity is a little bit different. There's people slotted in. It will look a little bit different than we did at that time. So um, I would just say, obviously we've gained the, you know, the obvious thing and that's more experience, but I think our bond is stronger and um, there's more trust.
0: That is the head coach and president of football ops, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after practice today. This Friday, that's tomorrow, it's the last home game of the regular season. It's also fan appreciation night. Enter the stadium by 6.30 and you could win great prizes throughout the game, including game-worn hammer jerseys and autographed McManus and Flutie jerseys. Tie Cats and Red Blacks this Friday night, the made-in-the-hammer game returns. Uh, let's hear from Dane Evans. Here's what he had to say after walkthrough today.
2: To answer the first part of your question, um, I think I'm completely different. Um, at the beginning of the year, I had a lot of things going on personally um, in my life that was kind of like affecting football and stuff in positive and negative ways. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot since then. I feel like that was honestly like two seasons ago almost. you know. Um, and what I expect from them is uh, what I've seen a lot from them lately. I know they have some change-ups on their defense. Um, with who they're starting this week and stuff. And um, we're prepared for it. Um, I, I've, I've seen a defense that's really aggressive. They like to get after the quarterback, um, a secondary that's very opportunistic. And um, I expect to see that tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been a really long, weird season. Um, I think we learned a lot about ourselves as a team during those losses. I wish we would have learned about them while we were winning, like everybody does. But um, what I'm the most proud of with this team is uh, we haven't arrived yet. And I don't think anybody thinks we have, but I think we learned a lot of lessons in those losses and um, we're, we're not making the same mistakes twice, right? Um, and I think that's kind of when we, we switched what we've been doing lately. And um, now we're just honestly just playing free and, and just having fun and letting the result take care of itself. And I think that's kind of taking a lot of pressure off of everybody, you know what I mean? It, it's huge because we get to keep the same mindset we had the previous weeks. We just, we really don't have to watch any other CFL games, right? We just got to take care of our business and win and just keep winning. And that's honestly the best position, one of the best positions you can be in, especially as a competitor, um, where nothing else this weekend matters. What happens in the CS- CFL, it just happens. It doesn't affect us as long as we win. So um, we, we are in a very good position.
0: That is Dane Evans as he spoke to the media after practice today. And now uh, one more piece of audio to get to. And as always, you can go to fullscrums at tycats.ca. Here's what Jovan Santos Knox, who passed the 100 tackle mark last game. Here's what he had to say after practice
3: when he was asked about that mark. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a cool like individual accomplishment, but, um, you know, we still have a lot of stuff to take care of on like on the team point. So, uh, you know, I'll fig- I'll celebrate that in the off season. But right now, you know, it's just focused and locked in on making the playoffs. If we get in the playoffs, then that it doesn't matter club record or not. That's the most important thing. Yeah. They're a very talented football team. Um, I think their, their record doesn't really show um, the type of talent they have on that on that team. Um, you know it's uh, you know a lot of new guys first year guys um, guys we know from the other side so we um, just expect their best football they've uh, played you know Montreal really really tough those last two weeks so uh, we know they're going to give us our all and they're fighting too so they're still in it so. It depends on who you ask, because I, I want these playoffs, man. So like, um, I, I'll do anything for them. But um, you know, I think they're in a they're in a position where expect everything. You know what I mean? Because they they're playing they're playing for their season as well. So you know we you know fakes anything gadget plays things expect they're they're gonna they come out swinging and give you their best. So yeah. Yeah, in this game, you know um, that's everything. You just want to be able to control your destiny, your fate. Like you said, um, you know it's kind of hard depending on other teams and you know other other teams to you know help you get into a position that you want to get into. So um, for us to take control last week was huge. And, um, you know, I just think it's something uh, we just got to ride the wave and ride the momentum and keep it going. Yeah, very important. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, this is a, a home, our home playoff game. That's how we look at it. So our fans, we want you to know this is going to be a playoff game for you guys. Um, come out, be loud as if it's a playoff atmosphere because we're playing as if it's playoff football.
0: So there you go. Make some noise tomorrow night. Jovan Santos knocks. Wants you to. That's how he is describing it. A playoff game. This is what the Tigers are looking. This is their last home game of the regular season. It's the last home game of the season. There's no way in which they could possibly play a home playoff game. So last time we'll get to see the Tigers in black and gold at Tim Horton's field this season. All right. For more on tomorrow's game, uh, very pleased to be joined by the man who will be between the benches on the sidelines for the CFL and TSN. That, of course, is the CFL and TSN's Matthew Shinetti. And uh, Matt, I want to continue on something we talked about with uh, Souter yesterday, earlier this week, uh, when we were talking about Dane Evans, because I mean, I go back to that shot after Calgary scored that touchdown late, you know, Dane's got his helmet on, looked so focused, uh, maybe an under talked about performance on that final drive, just because of the two amazing catches by Tim White. But I mean, if that's the Dane Evans, the Ticats get the rest of the way They're They're in pretty good shape.
4: Uh. I- Wherever Hamilton goes from here, Louis, uh, we're all going to remember one minute and what was it? One minute and three seconds to go. Tie cats after a procedure penalty, or what was it first and fifteen? Uh, and there's a, Dan Evans hits a forty-six yard bomb to uh, the to Timothy White or Himothy White as <laughs> as we have to call him now. Um, but I think what you saw in that moment, not only throughout a game. In which the Ty won in Calgary for the first time in 18 years, but in that crucial moment, maybe we can. We, I don't know if it's too early to to call it a potential season-defining moment, but to watch not only Dane Evans uh, execute, to see his offensive line, uh, a one an offensive line that has been full of injuries and much maligned throughout the the season, and really uh, going into into last season uh, and in the great cup before that to see it all come together um and to see Tim White continue his run of being the guy this year uh but more importantly see Dan Evans step up in that moment to go back to your original question I think it's it really just shows that I, th- I believe as, as Orlando Steinauer said um, said on Ty- on the Tie Cats Radio Network, uh, what did he say? I, I wrote it down here. Uh, we told you, stay with us. Now uh, the uh, Tie Cats aren't done with, and Dane Evans is proving yet again, as he did. Let's go back to the East Final uh, when he helped uh, when he came on and and helped to come back uh, against the Argos uh, at BMO Field in the big moments. Dane Evans uh, can play big football.
0: Yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned Tim white a, a thousand yards season a couple of weeks ago. Now he's at 1152, eight touchdowns. I'm trying to think of a comparable of somebody like Tim white we've seen in Hamilton, you know, since, since you and I've been covering this team, you know, last 10 years, I, I nobody really jumps off the page. Tim white is really his own guy. And, and, and man, is that, is that good for the Thai cats?
4: Yeah, I think, I think it's an excellent point. Every, every major a thousand yard receiver Hamilton has had in the last 10 years has been his own man, Uh, Andy Fantuz. I don't think there's, there are many, there aren't many who have as large hands as Andy Fantuz, (laughs) Um, Luke Tasker. um, I don't think there's been a tougher receiver that I have seen in, in in what he was willing to do to move the, to move the sticks, Uh, even going to, to Braylon Addison, yeah, he was his own kind of spark plug, and we know Brandon Banks and what he's done. And I think that's been the real wealth of talent that the Ticats Cats have been able to accumulate on uh, on offense. And their two big weapons this year, being Stephen Dunbar and Tim White, are um, individuals in their own right. In in their own right, but the one thing that is so critical um, that they both offer, especially in that game against Calgary, is they were willing to pay the price to make the play, um, and that. Go, you can trace it back to, to to Luke Tasker in this in this modern generation. That is what um, Ticat receivers are expected to do. It's much like the defensive line, much like the linebackers, much like the quarterbacks. I mean, everything is hard earned uh, when you put on the black and gold. And to see Tim White take a shot, uh, not only in the forty six yarder, but on the on the seven yard touchdown pass as well, uh, in what looked like double coverage, uh, he was willing to go up and make a play and. Certainly, that means Dane Evans trusts him to make that play in that situation. But we're looking at a receiver. Remember Tim White uh, is a triple jump uh, yeah. uh, was a triple jump athlete uh, in college. so he uh, he has no problem using all of those different skill sets to make a play. But this season for him has been definitely special, and the Ticats cats are gonna go definitely go back to the well with him over and over again these next two weeks because even though, yeah the the Red blacks uh, seem to be trending in the wrong direction irrespective of the little jolt that Bob Dice has given them. Uh, you can tell has given them in the way they've played uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, this is still a couple of big games and Tim White is going to be called upon.
0: Uh, there was a clip that uh, uninterrupted Canada put out yesterday um, uh, ahead of the QEW uh, rivalries, the QEW series that's uh, coming to TSN this fall. Uh, and it was about coach. Oh, and it was Dylan Wynn and Matthew Schultz talking about, how, how much Coach inspires, what a leader he is, what a natural leader. We've seen – I mean, you and I know we, we've been fortunate enough to be up close, but can you just put it into perspective for, from all the teams that you've covered, different sports you've covered, but just how much respect Coach O has through the good times and the bad in that Cats locker room?
4: I think I have to go back to a story that Michael Johnson told me a couple of weeks ago in which he said that when the Ticats were struggling earlier this season – that he felt it was incumbent upon the players to go to the coaches and apologize. Um, mm-hmm. He has said, and this is Micah Johnson, you know, who had maybe one of the greatest seasons, any defensive lineman has ever had in 2018, who was one of the high priced pieces in the, uh, in the CFL, whether going to, to BC or, or Saskatchewan for a couple of, for a couple of seasons. And he has, eminent experience, and yet he looks at Orlando Steiner and says, this guy is teaching me something new, not just about what it means to be a football player, but what it means to be a man, and when you look at what the Ticats and their culture has tried to create since they've moved to Tim Horton's field, I think they've tried to change there are always there are always pillars on what it means to be a, a tie cat. Um, we certainly saw it when Danny McManus was honored uh, last home game. But the but the truth of the matter is when you look at what Orlando Steiner Steiner has tried to build, even in his time as a defensive coordinator back in uh, 2014 he has tried to build this sense of accountability amongst his players. Listen, if we're, if we're here, we're, we're committing to each other for six, seven, eight months, we're away from our families, then we're all going to be in this together. We're going to earn everything together. We're going to succeed and suffer and everything in between together. Uh, and there's always, as, as Micah Johnson was saying, there's always a quote or there's always some kind of perspective that Orlando Steinauer is willing to offer his players and that every one of his coaches um, believes in, uh, certainly tries to go ahead and, and, and teach and, and, and coach in their own way. But this, the messaging is always central and it always comes from Rolando Steinauer and he's the first one to be held accountable. In, 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 the, uh, in the good times, he defers to his players, but in the bad times, I remember watching him after they lost uh, to Winnipeg in the Great Cup in Hamilton, as heartbreaking as it was, the, the guy who was on the field making sure all his players got off. And we're okay was Orlando Steinhauer. And that that speaks to a guy who who played under Rich Stubler, um, who who played under Ron Lancaster, who played under Mike Pinball Clemens. I mean, this is this is a guy who who is a student of the game, a student of the CFL game, uh, and has always tried to impart lessons onto his players. And to see Big Micah Johnson telling me that he wants to be a coach, not dissimilar to Orlando Steinauer, just tells you, just tells you the legacy Orlando Steinauer is building.
0: Matthew, do you get the sense that the rest of the league is on notice after the Ticats' uh, recent stretch, three wins in four games, one of those a a very convincing win over a a full Winnipeg Blue Bombers team that come from behind win in Calgary. Is the rest of the league on notice that the the Ticats, if they get into the playoffs, uh, might make some noise?
4: Uh, The truth is this. The Toronto Argonauts went into this season saying that Hamilton was the team to beat. Uh, Ottawa knew that. Montreal knew that. And even though the Ticats have not probably played up to their own expectations, their own lofty expectations, being back-to-back great cup uh, uh, participants, the, the truth of the matter is even though if they get into the playoffs, uh, they might not have a game in Hamilton when well, they won't have a game in Hamilton, it really is true that the East still goes through Hamilton. And if you are Montreal or Toronto, I doubt you want to see Hamilton coming because knowing the way they've played and to watch the way they played, they've won in different ways. If you really think about it, uh, when they beat the, when they beat Winnipeg, they blew the doors off and Dane Evans threw five touchdown passes. When they, uh, when they beat the rough riders, it was through their defensive line and the running game. And when they beat Calgary, it was an incredible comeback inside, you know, what, 65 seconds. So all, all told, this team is showing you not only can we win when it counts, but we can win in different ways. And even though Trevor Harris is excellent, especially towards the end of the season and in the first round of the playoffs when he gets a real momentum building and the Argos have been scrapping and clawing and winning in their own, in all, in their own different kinds of ways, the and Tire Cats are back-to-back East champions, and they will relish the opportunity to go into anywhere, not play spoiler, but reassert themselves again in the East.
0: Should be a fun final few weeks of the regular season. Matthew, enjoy the game tomorrow. Should be great weather. I uh, i know that uh, the Inspector Gadget jacket has been retired, but you won't even need it tomorrow because it should be so beautiful at Tim Hortons Field.
4: Uh, can't wait. See you then, Louie. My thanks to Matthew
0: Shinetti from the CFL on TSN for joining me today. And uh, my thanks to you as well because we could not do the show without your support. Make sure you like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows on the Ticats Audio Network, including a brand new episode of Ticats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker dropping today right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Hey, Ticats fans, be sure to be listening for the Sandman Hotels code word during the game this Friday night for Sandman Hotels Listen to Win Contest. Enter on tycatsca slash Sandman for your chance to win two free nights at any Sandman Hotel in Canada. So be listening to the game on Friday. We will be on the air with the pregame starting at 7 30. kickoff with RJ and Luke. Hope you'll join us there and uh, tycatsca slash tickets as there are very limited left, so you want to go get your ticket now to see the Tide Cats one more time at Tim Hortons Field this season. Uh, that'll do it for us today. We are back on Monday recapping the uh, hopefully big Tide Cats win, and hopefully you'll join us there then right here on the Tide Cats Audio Network. I'm Louis Bunco. Hope you have a great day, and go Cats.
4: TieCats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at at gamedayattiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gamedayattiecats.ca. Subscribe to the TieCats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.